Did you see my breaking news thing I made? I liked it. I liked it. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. I've always wanted one of those. Where'd you get that? Uh, I just made it. Oh, I made it. I mean, steal it off of Nice. I can feel our copyright flags go, the copyright flags no, no, off. No, no. All no copyright flags. Okay. So today we have Chip Comstock. He is coming uh, here shortly. Uh, I invited him. I think I did. Yeah, he's coming. Uh, we're going to talk about the sunshine laws. We're going to talk about executive sessions. I know it's like a law class, but we run into this so much with the school boards, with the, the political, you know what I mean? The the typical like Canfield, we're going to break into, or the, or the village, we're going to break into executive session. So we yeah. can't talk to you right now. You can't, we can't, you can't hear what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I want to know what the villages what the cities, what the school boards, mm -hmm. what they're allowed to talk about, how yeah. they're allowed to talk about it, when they're allowed to go into executive session. Yeah, yeah. What can they get? Because there's some stuff going on. Uh, the breaking news. Hold on, real fast. Breaking news. As if Poland, Ohio, hasn't had a bad enough two weeks with the superintendent hiring where there was the questionable stuff going on 
new superintendent and the soup, the board saying the public was going to have, you know, and all that. Then on Monday, the school board meeting with the giant nightmare of a, what we're going to do with the building. And then we had the superintendent on 20 year veteran, an awesome guy, uh-huh. principal for the elementary school has resigned and is going to Boardman. And is going to Boardman. Confirmed. Confirmed. So, so why? That's my question. Why do you uh, didn't say. I didn't say. He didn't say. Uh, you know, uh, we're not going to say the name of the board member, but a board member told me, uh, can we all have a good cry right now? See, it's not, it's not good. Um, said he was got a better offer, and that was it. Interesting. So the question I ask is, and they're not going to be allowed to talk about it. Is it Sunshine Law? Did they offer him another, like a, like a, hey, here we're going to offer you this, or yeah. you know, I'm, you know, do you want try and keep? How's this? Because yeah. you're not, you don't have kids. It's like LeBron James when he left Cleveland. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like that's yeah. how big of a loss it is for the school. Yeah. And, so, and did, they, did they try and keep him? Did they offer him a counter offer? Hey, what can we, you're important to us. What can we do to keep you, to, to keep you stay or to keep you here? Or, or was he just too scared or too, you know, it wasn't worth it to him to even fight for us because of the conditions he was in. I, I, that, is it a condition thing? Is it a, I'm done? Yeah. Is it a, so my question to, for chip tonight is going to be, so they go into an executive session the sunshine law says they have that right. But are they, once they get out of executive session, are they not allowed to talk about or I don't know. the public what they talked about? Because I don't know every time, every like, I know it says they have that privacy, but every time we see that happen, they always use that as a shield and say, Oh, 100%. Sunshine law, we don't have to see, talk. That, about that's, that's the thing. That, that's Is that how it's supposed to be used or can't they talk about the stuff? If That's why knew. I wanted to have Chip on because it's yeah. like it's like I feel when you hear sunshine laws. Yeah, that should be us able to look in as it illuminate as in the sun. Yeah, into the government, and it seems like they just keep using it like a shield. You yeah, know, like you said, exactly. like like they're using an opposite, and it's like every yeah. time. Well, I can't talk about that. That's sunshine laws. I can't talk yeah. about that. What are like, the sunshine laws? Yeah, I would I would understand using it to protect people and to protect students. If like a kid gets expelled or, or something happens with a teacher, but if they go into executive session and talk about some big decision, why are they not then allowed to talk about that decision? Well, with the public? my question is, so with the hiring of the new superintendent, and I know I said, we're moving on, um, but they had the shareholders of the community like 20 people or whatever it was. Yeah. Go into executive session with them. Yeah. And the board then said, Hey, you are not allowed to talk about this to anybody. What we talk about it here. That's that smells like illegal. Is that legal? I don't know. Again, I'm a loan officer. You're a loan. I don't know if that's legal or not. But how do you say that? Like, what happens if they go out and they, and they don't? Are they gonna get sued? Are they gonna get arrested? That's why they didn't pick me to be in that group of people. Isaac, you you sh- you are not allowed to talk about this. 
I said that to Maggie. Uh-huh. I was like, why didn't anybody call me? And she just goes, really? I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're probably right. If so, also, in another news, if anybody wants to know what COVID's like, I'm in day four, four of COVID right now, uh, being sick. It's fun. Yeah, how's it going with COVID? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. It's great. Is it bad? You look it, awful. It you sucks. Terrible. Dude, it sucks pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. I... I would definitely say if you're an older person or you have a weakened immune system, you definitely don't want to get it because it does. It is not fun, and I could see, I could see how it takes people out. I definitely. Are you, are you feeling any better at all, or is it still going downhill? Dude, it's weird, man. It, it's like, it's almost like stages. Like sometimes, like the day one was nothing. It was like a light, just annoying cough, and then day two. I started to get a little bit of a fever, started to get a little bit of chest tightness. I had diarrhea. I pooped my pants twice trying to fart. Um, And then, and then I went to bed. I went to bed that night and going to bed that night, I had chills. It was awful. If it would have gotten worse from that and the chest tightness would have gotten worse, which I'm assuming the really bad cases it does from there, I would have been worried waking up on day three was with worse like worse than that but then day three i got better and then today is day four yeah. i feel like crap again like i just feel like yeah i wonder how long this is gonna go on for well how long do you how long do you, uh, and for everybody joining us chip's coming right now hold on let's see here he just texted me uh attorney comstock coming on we're gonna talk about sunshine laws <laughs> come on chip what are you doing what are you doing chip my and my eyes hurt today for some reason really bad uh, all right, he's saying links not working. Let's try this again, Mr. Comstock. All right, Chip's coming. We're going to talk about sunshine laws. If you have any questions about about that, oh, I just gave him the wrong. If you have any questions about the sunshine law, and again, board meeting for those of you watching from Poland and Mr. Masucci resigning, um, the principal. Board meeting is Monday at 6 p.m. Isaac, I think we're going to have to go live again. Fun, fun. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like there's no end to us. And tomorrow morning, for those of you watching tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., we're going live with Mike Zemar. Isaac, the community needs us, and you need to suck it up with your COVID. You yeah. The community needs us. I, I would uh, I haven't missed the podcast yet. I'm not going to miss one today. I don't care what kind of virus. Five sock time, so typical. Yep. Chief running late. Yeah, he's coming. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. Let's see here. Your cat is so annoying. I'll go get him. Meow, meow, you come here, buddy. Come here, meow, meow. Come on. Come here, Bubba. Come on. Just he's coming. Come on, Chip. Just reset. So the chief, he's also the fire chief. He's coming on. Who has questions about sunshine laws? Am I the only one that doesn't know anything about it? Like, I feel like everybody knows about it and I don't. Do you know anything about it? No, I know nothing about sunshine laws. I just know that it's always used against us. Anytime we ask questions about anything. Bo was a school board member. Well, sunshine law prohibits me from talking about anything you have to ask. Bo sent out the text on a message the other day and made me laugh. He goes, I can't help but think 
every time you talk about somebody from Poland in a negative way, you're talking about me. <laughs> so, I, said, I said, well, Mo, that's actually uh, pretty accurate. <laughs> I was laughing. Oh, Mo. Well, well, it's not it's not our fault you feel like you relate to that one side of the party every time we talk about them. I was laughing so hard with Mo. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, Jeff, tilt your camera down. All we see is your forehead there. My forehead, my my shiny dome. There you go. Hi, Mr. Comstock. How are you doing? Attorney Comstock. I wanted, you know, I had trouble getting in here. I don't know why Luke kept sending me porn links, but you know, yeah, that was not a porn link. It was a YouTube link. Said, Wait, look, I said both and you said 57% of the time to be exact. That was my response. I only talk about both 50% of the time. Absolutely. So you have you we what's I'm, up, Chip? I was gonna say I'm sorry late, but you know, I'm sitting here looking at you. Man, Isaac, you look like crap. What's the deal? Um, yeah, I'm on day four of COVID right now. It's not great. Luke told me you're gonna be on the podcast tonight. I don't care if you're dead, you're gonna be there. So yeah. Yeah, there's no excuse. And I also said you're going to you're working. You're not you're not off either. I'm also <laughs> taking loan apps as well. So, so attorney Comstock, we have a lot to go over tonight as our uh we, we made you by the way, you're the MLO Bros legal correspondent slash attorney at law. Because when we get sued, you'll be the first one we well, I was gonna to. say you guys I don't know that's like a full time job, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first and I, so so can you give us, like, I don't even know where to start with this whole thing. Like, yeah, well, Sunshine Law. Look at, yeah, he's got a paper. The Ohio. So, so what is this, the Sunshine Law? What is it? How? Why is it designed to, like, who's it designed for? Give us some help here. So, you know, and I, I should have started off with some great um, quotes. So there's two, there's two um, articles that appear all the time. Uh, or, or two code sections that appear a lot when it comes to governmental entities. One is the um, public records law, and the other is the Sunshine Act. And, and we're going to talk about the Sunshine Act. If anybody cares about um, public records, uh, I'll tell you, you can find those uh, laws at, at RC, at Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22. Um but we're going to talk about the Sunshine Act. So public records, you know, means that the public has access to the to the public records, and the Sunshine Law means that we should have open government. And and the 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 legislative um, will in Ohio is that the public has access to our government at work. And so um, the and I'm going to run through. I'll, I'm going to do right off the bat. We're going to talk a little bit about the Sunshine Law, and then we're going to get into details. Right. So yeah. starting off, the Sunshine Law applies to public bodies. Right. So 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 that you think that's an easy question. So when we talk about public bodies, we're talking about townships, villages, cities, counties, the state. It can apply to committees of those organizations. Where it sometimes gets tough, the courts have to struggle a little bit on that issue, is what happens when the board of uh, the school board or the, the township trustees are going to hire somebody or want to make decisions, but they give all those responsibilities to a private company that's doing their work for them. Uh, so, like, our re like our recent school board did with the hiring firm. Right. 
you know, we're going to have you do make all these decisions or recommendations, or we're going to have you uh, obtain all the, all the uh, resumes. In those instances, the courts are going to apply a test and, you know, check one, check two, check three. And if they, they meet the requirements, they're going to be found to be an arm or an agency of the public body. And uh, they're going to have to provide those records. And I'll give you an example. I was involved in on behalf of an entity. They applied for a grant. They hired a grant writer. Is the grant writer's work who's working on behalf of the, of the public body, uh, you know, should that be uh, made public? Um, this was more in a public record setting, but, you know, the same rules generally apply. And so, you know, the court said, yeah, they're doing what, you know, they're acting on behalf. They're an agent of the public body doing the public body's work. And they said, you know, the, the documents are provided to public body, so that work had to be provided. So, it's, it, the, so, so again, the Open Meetings Act applies to public bodies, and they talk about a public body is a decision-making body at any level of government. So the, the one thing, if there's not, if that body – if that group just goes out and, you know, it's a, we're, we're going to have the, um, the gardening group go out and clean up the flower beds, you know, they're not making decisions. They're just going out and doing work. So, um, again, it has to be a decision-making body. When, when, you say, when you say information, like when you say have to be open to it, does that mean if I ask them something, they have to respond to me? No. Or is it it's papers? It's, it's No, papers. so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk – the public records law applies to papers, okay? So we're not okay. going to talk about public records. Okay. We're going to talk about meetings. Ah, the, sunshine, okay. the sunshine law is all about meetings. All right. And it doesn't mean that anybody has to answer your questions. What it means is it has to that that meeting has to be open to the public. You have the ah. right to go and observe the act, actions of the public entity. Okay. Not, not necessarily they have to answer, but the meetings and when they're making decisions have to be open so that Correct. people can see it. Yeah, so you can see you know what's going on. What's the decision making process? Mm. So, okay, and so then, oh, go ahead, Chip. Sorry. Well, again, okay, so we're going to talk about the, the the rules. The open meetings all apply to public bodies. So again, it's a decision making body, and that can include committees or subcommittees. Um, as long as they have final, you know, this, uh, even if they don't make final decisions, but if they can recommend, if it's, you know, if there's discussions and actions of the representative of the of the public body, that township, you know, so forth and so on. So uh, that those are generally open meetings. Now, so then we have, so if we know who it applies to, the laws apply to, again, public bodies. Then the next question is, what's a meeting? Because I said they apply to meetings. Laws apply to meetings of public bodies. So, meeting there's there's three things you need for a meeting to occur. Of to so the sunshine laws apply. One is it has to be a prearranged gathering. So, if two trustees walk into Giant Eagle and they see each other there, that's not a meeting. You know, I mean, not a meeting in which the sunshine law applies because it wasn't prearranged. They just happened to run into each other at that place. It has to be a majority members of the public body. So um, if two, if two uh, school board members get together and talk about something, that's not a meeting because there's not, they need to have a quorum. There needs to be three members there. And they must discuss or deliberate public business. So if three, three school board members or three council members, four council members <clears throat> get together or two trustee, township trustees get together, and, and they're talking about sports, right? That's all they're talking about is sports. 
They say, hey, let's meet at, at the local, you know, at the local restaurant and have dinner. And we're going to talk about sports. And we don't talk about any business. Sunshine law doesn't apply to that. Okay. Again, so three things. Again, prearranged meeting. A majority of the members have to be present. And they have to actually discuss or you know deliberate business. Um, now, a meeting doesn't have to be called a meeting to be a subject to the sunshine laws. You know, you could call the work session. Happens a lot. You could call a forum. You could call whatever you want to. But you know, again, if, if it looks like a duck and smells like a duck and quack like a duck, it's a duck. So they're not going to look at what you, what the public body calls it. They're going to look and say, again, is it a prearranged meeting of a majority of the of the of the organization, and they're they're addressing business. Now they have to they have to discuss or deliberate public business. So the courts have typically talked about discussion as an exchange of words, comments, or ideas, and the deliberation is a way to examine examination of reasons for and against taking a course of action. Now, it does not necessarily apply to informational gathering or where you're attending a presentation or, again, isolated uh, conversations between employees. So I have been where, where I've met a public body and I go and I do a presentation. I'll, you know, this is this is a, a, an overview of the sunshine law or this is an overview of the public records law. And I'm doing a presentation and there's the entire board or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whatever council. And then they ask me questions about that. That's not necessarily a public meeting because the board is not discussing business with each other. And, and they may ask me questions. It's only when they I say, well, you know, you could do this, this, and that. And they all start talking about something they want to do. Once they start talking amongst themselves and, and, and discuss or plan an idea or vent a course of action, then it's likely to fall into under the sunshine law. Wow. Huh. So what happens if we have a public meeting? Again, we, we have a, uh, we have a public body that has a majority of the members that are going to be present. It's prearranged and they're going to discuss public business. Then the public body must give the public notification that they're going to have a meeting. Okay. Generally, you know, with school boards, township meetings, fire district meetings, you know, council meetings, they're pretty much prearranged, right? Everybody knows they're going to be on the second Tuesday of every month or the third Wednesday or whatever it is. And they put that out and and those meeting uh, dates are set at the beginning of the year. So anybody wants to show up at village council or township trustees, know they can do that. If you're going to hold a special meeting, you have to give notice of that. And typically the notice has to be... um, I'm going to say 48 hours in advance. I think it's 24 hours, but it has to be a reasonable notice. And if somebody has put the uh, public body on notice that they want notification of those meetings, they Mm -hmm. have to actually notify you. So if you, you know, send a letter and say, Hey, please contact me by email. Anytime you schedule a meeting, I want to know about it. They have to do that. And typically you're going to see with, even with special meetings, they notify the press in advance and you'll see the blurb in the vindicator. So again, they have to, they have to do that. So if, so if we send an email to the school board and we say, hey, we'd like to know when your meetings are, could you let us know? They'll let us know. They should, by law. And there's going to be an issue if they don't. 
quite frankly, because they may have violated law if they don't give you notification. Okay. Interesting. Um, and so the, 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 again, if, if the, if they're, if we're going to have a public meeting, it meets all the three criteria I talk about. They have to give notice of meetings. The meetings have to be open to the public at all times. I'm aware of one local uh, political subdivision that says, oh, you know, this isn't really a meeting. We're not doing anything. And they, they right. do stuff and they exclude the public. They literally lock the doors. And some people come to me and said, is, you know, is this a violation of the law? And I said, yeah, for other reasons, I say, you know, you need to see somebody else. But, yeah, it, it, it may be. Um, and, and then the other thing is that the public body, if they, once they have a meeting, they actually have to keep minutes, right? And so the, the minutes have to accurately reflect what took place at the public meeting. And once the, minute, the minutes are kept, then they're subject to the public records law. So, you know, again, you if you said, I want a copy of the meeting minutes, they have to provide that to you. And if they don't, you know, they're going to be subject to, to, a, to a claim for not providing you with the minutes. So any of, you know, any, uh, you know, official minutes like that, even draft copies of minutes are, 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 public, um, are, are public records. But again, that's a whole nother subject. Now, what, you, what comes up a whole lot and what we've, we've talked about is, you know, the, the exception, the exception to the public meetings is executive session. Right. Right. And and you have to be very specific for going into executive, how you go into executive session. And, and again, anybody who cares about this, the, the revised code section is 149.43. So, you know, type in Ohio revised code section 149.43 and you'll see the Open Meetings Act information come up. And um, there are there are a number of exceptions that permit a, a board to go into executive session. Um, and often um, the basis that a board, a public body uses um, is improper. And um, the ones that typically we see uh, at a local government level, because there's not a many that are going to apply to a school board, township, village, city, et cetera, county, one is going to be in, uh, in uh, RC section 149.43G. That's the, the that's the executive session exception is under G as in George. Uh, number one deals, and I'm going to use the term loosely, with personnel issues. Okay? Mm -hmm. So hypothetically, if you wanted to discuss uh, making an offer to a principal, okay, that would be the executive session under which you would go but that section does not use the term personnel it will talk about compensation promotion demotion discipline etc of a public employee or or public official if a if a public body uses the term to go into executive session if they use the term personnel that's completely improper and and they would be subject to an open meetings lawsuit if they say personnel. Yeah, we're going into executives. I move that we go into executive session for personnel reasons. That's that is the courts have ruled time and time and time again that is not proper. Okay. Um, they, they have to say one of the specific reasons in that code section. Personnel is not one of them. So what if, if they just blanket read the entire section? A court ruled just several weeks ago that is improper. Really? Wait, what do you mean an entire section? Like what? Go ahead, Luke. I know where hold you're going. Hold on. 
Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you. Let me, let me read it for you. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it in my pictures. Uh, hold on one second, please. Yeah, because I noticed that the other day, and you know exactly where I'm going. Yep. Uh, Poland Seminary Board of Education. So do they have to say what they're going into executive session for right. specifically? So, so um, that section talks it lists about eight or nine employment reasons why you could go in the executive Ooh. session. So, so they can't just say executive session for executive session purposes. They have to give a specific reason. But, but but rule rule G one and let me I'll pull it up on my phone. I you I think uh, give me just a better, second. Better better add that to the agenda. Poland Board of Education. Oh, oh no 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 they they did. But but let me read you exactly the other day when we were. I thought that was wrong. It it, it popped into my head. They read it as follows. Okay. They read it as follows. We're going to go into executive session. Entering into exec, we're entering into executive center to consider for the appointment, employment, dismissal, dis- discipline, promotion, demotion, compensation of public employee or official, and conference with the board's attorney to discuss matters that are subject pending to the imminent court action. That is a word for word. I have it on video verbatim of what they said, and they said we're going into we're going into session now. So that would be a pro- that would be a proper read for let's let's separate out the the. Let's separate out the going to the executive session with an attorney, right? The conference with an attorney. Yeah. Let's just talk about the first one. So if they talked about every single thing on that list, so they really did talk yeah. about compensation, discipline, employment. If they co- covered with different employees every one of those, that would be okay. But how do you fact check that? There's no way to know they did it. So what happens is there was a recent lawsuit it, it involved the county government, I think, in southwest Ohio. And and the board of, the, of county commissioners did just that. They read it. Now, sometimes it applied, some, but sometimes they didn't. And they said, okay, the, the board is the one that know the board of, of commissioners, the public body, is the one that can best show or demonstrate what was talked about in those executive sessions. Right. So, if there was hypothetically, you know, if there's a lawsuit filed, for example, the board would have, and you said, listen, you went into all these reasons. Did you discuss, you know, all these reasons? The, the burden shifts back to the to the board to be able to demonstrate who they talked about. They don't have to go into you know into the details, but they better you know have some notes to 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 demonstrate that they actually did talk about every single one of those items. I want to know what they talk about. I mean, I just want to know. There's no way. And that's the thing. That's that's a way to, that's a loophole, you know, because they could say they're going to talk about all these different things and then just to throw off the public and then they just talk about the one thing. They they have, they have, so this court case says you have to talk about what you're, you have to list what you're going to talk about. You can't shotgun it. Interesting. You can't shotgun it. Like I said, it's a it's a relatively recent case. I as a result of that case, I I gave notice to all of my clients that if you're going to go in executive session, you better talk uh, strictly about what you're you know what you go in executive session. You better cover and no more, and you better keep some basic notes on on what you talked about. You don't have to go into all the details. the The minutes of the meeting have to reflect accurately 
what was discussed or took place at the meeting. Executive session, not so much, and those notes are confidential. But if if Luke Schuster challenged me in six months about my executive session, I better have something to back it up. Uh, I better have some notes that I can refer to to say, oh, we talked about the compensation of uh, of a pr- additional compensation of, of a principal, or we talked about uh, the motion of a of a of you know the the custodian, or we talked about you know something else. So. At least I, I, I would be able to say, yeah, we, we talked about what we went into the executive session for that motion. So about, go ahead. After they go into executive session and after they talk about those things and come to their decision or whatever, are they then allowed to come out of executive session and answer questions about it from the public or no? No. Um, you know, executive session, what takes place, I mean, they could opt to do that. I mean, people could wait. I think, you know, you could you could probably by agreement, waive that. But typically, you don't see that. They go into executive session you know, uh, to discuss, for example, employment matters, and, and that's to protect the employee. So you're not typically going to see that happen. There are certain instances where a board can do, for example, uh, you want to go into executive session for discipline of an employee. Uh, and I've yeah. been in this situation again where the employee says, I, I'm opting out I'm opting out of executive session. Ooh. Uh, I want my, I want my, dis- and I've done that on behalf of employees in certain circumstances. You know, I've, yeah. I represent boards and employees that the, that the um, uh, employee says, I, you know, I think this is a bunch of crap, but I want the public to see what's going on and I want them to see the charges. Wow. I have no problem. I have no problem trying cases. And I've tried a couple where, you know, we, we, we thought it was a, a little bit of a charade. We went into, uh, we opted to go into public from executive session. The, the board disciplined the employee. We appealed the court. And the court said there was absolutely zero evidence to support wow. those actions. And, and that's what we thought from the beginning. So what? let me ask you a specific question, Chip. And then Pat, Pat, uh, Pat, uh, Mrs. Sweeney has a question. You know, um, and I, I, let me say one other thing. I, yeah, I've been sure. screwing up because it's been a long day. I keep talking about public records and, and open meetings laws. And, and so we're clear. So I'm going, what the heck? The Open Meetings Act is 121.22. The the public records law is 149.43. And and that was just dumb on my part. I'm glad you clarified that, Jeff. So so when we talk about the exceptions, well, the Open Meetings Act, again, is 121.22. So when I talk about about the the executive session that's under 121.22 G1, and and you'll see it says public meetings exceptions. And G1, and that's what we're talking about. That's why I was looking that up quickly. And again, I... This is why I am not a lawyer. Right? I, I would never remember that. Like, how do you even... It'd be the same as you quoting interest rates. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, deal, with it, you deal with it enough. Um, and I, that's why I can't believe I, I switched those two sections. But right. it talks yeah. about, except as provided in the section, members of a public body may hold an executive session only after majority of a quorum of the public body determines by a roll call vote. So they have to go to executive session must be by roll call vote to hold an executive session and only at a regular special meeting for the sole purpose of the consideration of any of the following matters. And number one under G1 is to consider the appointment, employment, dismissal, discipline, promotion, demotion, or compensation of a public employee or official or the investigation of charges or complaints against a public employee, official, licensee, or regulated individual 
unless a public employee official licensee regulated individual requests a public hearing. So again, they can request a public hearing. Except as otherwise provided by law, no public body shall hold an executive session uh, for the discipline of an elected official for conduct related to the performance of the elected officials, uh, official duties or for elected officials removal from office. If a public body holds an executive session pursuant to Division G1 of this section, the motion and vote to hold the executive session shall state which one or more of the approved purposes listed in Division G1 of a section are for the purposes for which the executive session is to be held, but not not uh, need include the name of the person to be considered at the meeting. So that's exception one, and I'll just kind of I'll go over some of the other exceptions. And again, there's only really two or three to apply to local bodies. One number two is to consider the purchase of property for public purposes or the sale of property. So again, that's dealing with uh, bids or, or um, of that. Number three is conferences with an attorney for the public body concerning disputes involving the public body that are a subject of pending or imminent court action. There's your other reason that you're talking about. Next is preparing for, conducting, or reviewing negotiations or bargaining sessions with public employees concerning their compensation or other terms and conditions of employment. So we're talking about collective bargaining union negotiations. Five matters required to be kept confidential by federal law or regulations or state statutes. There's not many of those. Six, details relative to the security arrangements, emergency response protocols of the public body. You know, we're not going to tell you how we're going to, you're going to meet to plan how we're going to respond to a certain incident. Seven, in the case of a county hospital, well, that's, we don't have that. Eight, to consider confidential information relating to marketing plans, business strategies, etc. And there's a whole list of requirements that then have to be made. Uh, and then H. A resolution, rule, or formal action of any kind is invalid unless adopted in an open meeting of the public body. A resolution, rule, or formal action adopted in an open meeting that results from deliberations of the meeting not open to the public is invalid unless the deliberations were for a purpose specifically authorized in Division G or J of this section and conducted an executive session held in compliance with the section. So if a public body passes a rule or, you know, as a result of improper deliberations or violation of that rule, that, that action that they take is then invalid. So they go into executive session, come out and vote on something then without discussing it? It's invalid or? So, no, let's suppose they go into executive session and we say we're going into executive session for personnel reasons, mm-hmm. right? And and I said that that's, that's improper, Right. And then they go in and they discuss the hiring of John Smith. And then they come out and everybody agrees they discussed hiring John Smith. And as a result of their deliberations in what is now improper executive session, they hire John Smith. The issue would then be, is the hiring of John Smith valid? Arguably, it is not. Why? Wait, 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 wait. But that's, you're, you're allowed to go into executive session, though. To, for what purpose? To discuss the hiring of John Smith, right? Right, but you didn't say for the hiring employees. You, you made, if somebody makes uh, a go in for personnel reasons, or it doesn't state at all. I've I've seen, I have witnessed personally people going into executive session saying, "I moved to go into executive session." Lou, there, uh, Luke, the, the case I sent you that I was involved in in another county. That's what the, remember the board just went in executive session. There was no stated reason for that. So now, the issue then came but, the, but again, but, but, but what's, what I'm seeing at a lot of our things is they just read the thing. I guarantee they're not going over all that stuff. There's no right, way. and that's and they're doing so at their own risk now. 
Yeah. Uh, Bo says, in other words, there can never be a vote taken in executive session. That's a fact, That's right? True. That's absolutely 100% true. You can discuss matters in executive session, but all votes need to be t- conducted in public. What if they're in the executive session saying, well, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to vote for that. And then she's, and then somebody else says, well, I'm not going to vote for that either. And then they go out and they do this. Everybody knows what they're voting for. And yeah. Then it has and then, to in, in, a, in a practical standpoint that, that, you know, people give their views on it. Right. So even if yeah. you don't take a straw vote, typically, you know, I don't like this idea at all. I, I'm just not in favor. Well, I am in favor of it. You, you know, and, and you argue your reasons in executive session, you know, you're going to know where people are going to stay. Yeah, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes, you know, you may not. Somebody may not say anything. You come out and you see, you know, where they side. But I would say more often than not, the idea of having, you know, having the bait in executive session is to try to come to a consensus, you know, to have deliberations back there. But any, you cannot take a formal vote in executive session. You, you need to do that formal vote in public. Asking for a friend, and totally unrelated to anything that's ever happened in Poland, Ohio, let's just say, oh, a governing body uh, is looking to hire somebody, and they invite shareholders, a.k.a. certain residents, let's say 20. You mean you mean stakeholders, right? I mean stakeholders. That's I shareholders. That's the word that makes more sense. That's what I would call it. But again, not related to Poland, Ohio at all. Let's just say they come in and they say, you are going to be part of this. We're going to have you ask questions that we want to hire. You are part of executive session. You cannot share what's going on in here. Is that legit? Can they do that? They can invite a public body can invite whoever they want to into executive session. And they can force them not to say stuff. Yeah, what 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 takes place in executive session is supposed to be kept in executive session. Like actually, there's a statute that says you're not supposed to. What happens if I? What happens if you break it? Yeah, as, a, as a, you don't want to know. It's, you know, it's like twenty years hard labor. <laughs> I'm just curious. Just curious. <laughs> like like it's like fight. It's like fight I want, club. I want to find a stakeholder. I want to find a stakeholder and grill them. <laughs> Yeah, executives that we're going to like, like torture them, like waterboarding. Uh-huh, exactly. See, you say stakeholder grill them. I'm like, okay, steak, S-T. <laughs> steak in hand. Dave Wilkinson says that's a straw poll, which is also improper in executive session. That's where the thing we said, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. Yeah, again, but, you know, when I talk about the straw straw poll, my my point was people could talk about their positions and you know and you where know yeah stand people don't people are going back and everybody's going I'll give you the pluses and I'll give you the minuses you yeah. need to have a frank discussion so you know the, the straw poll I, I understand it and it's a fine line but you know I I've never seen I've not seen to my knowledge one case where uh, a board was charged with improper executive session. Because people spoke their minds and, and said, "This is how I what, I what I believe on the particular subject." What? Uh, here's a good question from Pat, uh, Mrs. Sweeney. But what about emails between board members that discuss board matters? So yeah, what if they're emailing? Is that that's not really a forum, right? I mean, or that's not a forum. Or great question, and, and I don't know if she if she raised that 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 issue um, because that's you can't try to bypass the the public meetings all by what they call round robin of of emails, you know, that we're all going to kind of chime in and get around and, and try to 
even though we're not meeting in person, we're going to try to come to an agreement by communicating with each other, you know, via email or text message or some other means, because it's at that point, it's it's uh, it, it's it's majority of the of the public body that's now exchanging ideas and deliberating. And to some extent, again, it's it's prearranged, right? They're 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 it's not some accidental thing that's taking place. So the courts the courts the courts have held that those type of communications that involve a, a majority of the body discussing public business are, are subject to the you know open meetings law and where they're trying to you know they're not advertising they're not making up the public is, is going to be a violation so so it's a violation could you demand to see text messages or emails from board members so that's that again those so those are electronic communications and those are those so a pump the pump different than, than the, you know the open meetings act is, is held yeah. to to be um uh the round robin is he is held to be a violation, but now when you start saying, "Well, I want to see your records," um, and, and then we're getting the Public Records um, Act, and I'm going to read you the one issue here. So, unless two members constitute a majority, isolated one-on-one -on -one conversations between individual members of a public body regarding its business, either in person or by telephone. Do not violate the Open Meetings Act. However, a public body may not circumvent the requirements of the statute by setting up back-to-back -back meetings of less majority of its members with the same topics of public business discussed at each. Such conversation may consider multiple parts of the same improperly private meetings. Serial uh, meetings may also uh, may also occur over telephone or through electronic communications like email. Wow. So again, where they're communicating back and forth. Uh, it's in, in, in discussing, trying to build that consensus electronically, uh, involving a majority member that's going to be held like, in violation. Like, the, like, let's just say, Isaac, the village council has like a group text where they're going back and forth yeah. between each other. I mean, that's a, that would be a forum that would be, you'd be able, I think, yeah, you'd be able you to could grab get that. that. The thing is, though, if they really wanted to hide it, there's ways you can hide it in email. Like, you can in Gmail, yeah. you can just have a shared Gmail account and go in the drafts, like. Yeah, that too. Wow. Just call. That's scary. That's like super scary because if you get somebody really pissed off that wants to cause a lot of problems, they could go in and like demand records. They could go in yeah. and demand a job. I mean, that's wow. Yeah, it, it, watch your ass. We're coming. It sometimes, listen, it sometimes happens. You know, I mean that people go in and say, "I want to see your email." There was a, there was a, uh, and again, I. I don't have the cases sitting right next to me. There was a case involving uh, an Ohio attorney general who also happens to be a city council member. And they asked to see copies of his personal emails. And, you know, he said, my personal email accounts, I don't do any business or there aren't any, you know, I don't have any business. Everything is in my, my uh, regular business account of at the city council. You know, I have an email account there. I've provided you with everything unless you are able to establish that that person actually does have some email, you can't just go on a phishing expedition. You have to have some understanding that there may be, you know, an actual email that you're requesting. Okay. Right. You can't just go, Hey, I want to see all of your stuff for the last five years. Yeah. And they, they would say that's way too broad. You know, typically you're going to say, I want to see all email, you know, I want to see all emails between chip Comstock and somebody else during this time period relating to this particular subject. You're, you're, you can't say I want any and all documents. You know it's going to be you know ten years worth, and they're going to say that's way too much. We're not going to we're not going to let that out. Um, 
totally, totally switching here. Is there a rule for government bodies and their agendas that they release? Well, you know, again, it, one of the interesting things becomes on the agendas. How, how are the agendas, you know, made up? Are we, are we, you know, consulting with everybody sort of in a, again, are we violating, but the, creating the agenda, are we making an open meetings act? Well, or is it, you know, for me it, in, in, in the fire district, I, I put the agenda together and then board members may contact me individually and say, I'd like this added to the agenda. Uh, typically, like, for example, Ed Kempers has said, hey, I'd like this put on. Can you do that? And so we're not discussing anything. There's no, um, there, there's no um, deliberations or discussions between the board members. They just you know get added on. Well, Something's well, going to be off. So he, that would he, be a violation. Here's what kind of peeved me off the other day. So here is the agenda from the meeting the other day. From and Isaac and I were on it. We went live with it. And like, if you're looking at this, so they posted this online, and then a board member went on to Facebook and posted it. So you have like uh, you have the roofing thing. So number five, presentation, North Elementary School repurposed presentation. They don't say who's doing it. They don't say who it's about. They give nothing. And then the one that really gets me is Mahoney County High School North property down one, two, three, four things down. And we went live and kind of went into the school board a little bit because it's like they want people to attend these meetings. What ended up happening at the meeting was you had North, uh, you had the Mahoning Valley community, whatever, give a presentation. You had Boffy and, uh, help me, Isaac, Boffy and uh, oh my God. Zembauer and, yeah. and Zembauer give a presentation. There's no details. So you're almost withholding information of what's happening in the meeting. So it's almost intentional. So then that way you don't, they don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's a legal issue though. I think it's just them doing a crappy job. I think it's them just rushing to make the agenda, you know? Is that it? So it you know, a lot depends on the type of meeting generally. So, you know, again, we're we're getting I'm trying to give general principles. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, there's so many little nuances. But you know, a regular meeting you can discuss just about anything. And so people can bring stuff up. You know, anybody got new business, old business? That was a work session. So, well, say, you know, again, if, if it's a regular advertise, okay. you know yeah. it's going to happen. Now, a special meeting, a special meeting you have to give, um, you have to give the reason for a special meeting, right? So if we, our regular month, if we meet every month, on, on the second Wednesday, we have a work session first. Everybody knows we have a work session. We have our meeting to follow. Sometimes I always say, what's the difference between a work session and a regular meeting? If, if a work session is truly a special meeting, right, then for a special meeting, and again, a regular thing about a regular meeting is when we discuss all our regular business, old business, new business, personnel, so to speak, you know, all those terms. And, and it's sort of, and you know when it's going to be. And so that's sort of the time to um, th that all the business comes out, whatever it is. And you, you can go and you can watch it. it may not be organized like you want, but at least yeah. you know, you're aware. Okay. Now we're going to hold a special meeting. And if you hold a special meeting, which is, you know, a special meeting, you have to say what the purpose of the meeting was. Okay. They did that, they did that when they hired the, uh, the new superintendent. I remember that. We're, 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 gonna, we're going to hold this. Now I will tell you notices 
a lot of times you'll see our, the reason we're holding this special meeting is for personnel. You can say personnel in your notice. You just can't use that as the basis when you go into executive session, right? You have to be very specific under that statute. But let's suppose that that you say we're going to hold a special meeting to hire the super, a, a new superintendent. Superintendent comes in, but at that meeting we also decide that we're going to to put in a new track or buy a new school bus. But that wasn't advertised as part of the reason of the special meeting. So when you saw that special meeting and you said, oh, I don't give a crap about the superintendent, but I did care about the new school bus. You would have gone to the meeting if you knew they were going to, they were going to buy a school bus. You find out afterwards they bought a school bus. That would have been an illegal purchase because it wasn't advertised. The purpose, they went beyond on the, the, the basis for the special meeting. So if it's a special meeting, it has to be advertised. The purpose has to be advertised and um, they have to stick to whatever the subject of that special meeting. Uh, so Luke, on that, on that agenda, they don't talk about the North being used by Zembauer and Moffey for. They don't go into details about it. They just said, they don't talk about that though. They don't talk about a, a repurposed presentation. They just need to do a better job. That is giving. Ridiculous. They need to do a better job giving details. Yeah, they that's just, it. I feel like End I feel story. Like somebody just rushed through and made it as fast as possible. End of story. If you yeah. want, if you want community involvement and you want people to be involved, you need to set this up like, hey, like we do with our shows. We're having Chip Comstock on. Yeah, exactly. Talk about the sunshine laws, not exactly. this stuff. I mean, it, it's almost it, it could be interpreted as intentional lack of detail yeah because you have less eyes if it's not very detailed you know you have less yeah. people growing up because they don't think it's that big of a deal right right i just yeah dave says they probably they didn't vote on anything dave but we we have issues in our in well what i my opinion is issues and people need to be involved and we're pushing people to be involved so that's why we want more details so okay what else anybody else have any other questions this is good chip so we know why they can go into executive session we know what the sunshine laws are we know they have to disclose stuff we know about sexual need this is good this is very this is good Isaac. We need this. um what issues do you see and you don't have to say i mean so what are some big issues that you see with local it doesn't have to be pulling anywhere in our well, area. And I, I said that the, the biggest reason that I that I see is uh, honestly you don't see a lot of uh, people holding illegal meetings. I mean, people get together, you know, they see each other store, they can have dinner, you can do stuff. Um, and, and quite frankly, the biggest risk is, is for majority of people, right? If you have a school board, you actually have to get three people together with a township trustee, or, or you know, where there's a bigger number and the village council. Um, county commissioners or township trustees are only required to have two of them together. So they have to be a lot more careful, you know, where they're meeting and, and how, what they discuss. I mean, again, they can get together for to go have a beer. Yeah. They have to watch about talking about business. And, and I know Ed Kempers and Eric and Gero are both very careful about that because they don't, you know, they, they don't see each other often. Uh, and, and, and I say those two because I, they're sitting on our, on my fire support. So I interact with, with those two more than I do, uh, Joanne Wallet, but she she's the same way. I mean, they're very careful because again, they know that two of them getting together out in public can be perceived as oh, you know, what are those? What are the, the trustees discussing? So here's, here's, know, a, here's, 
you don't see that often. The biggest thing that I, I see is people going into executive sessions for improper purposes. They don't, they don't follow the code. And again, in, in all fairness to the school board, you read that list. The case I talked about, a, a lot of people who tried to comply with the code read that G1, just as our school board did or listed. Yeah. And that has been the practice. But there's, like I said, this recent case from two weeks ago, or, you know, I mean, within the last month, that says, you know, you really, really need to discuss strictly what you're going into. And it reiterated that. So, again, that's something I've just informed my clients of, hey, let's be careful. Let's not go in executive session. The, 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 the um, reason going into executive session for personnel, it's easy. People remember it, but it's not proper. So, you know, if I'm at a board meeting and I hear that, I'm saying, hey, you got to correct that. You know, don't go into executive personnel. People tend to get in executive sessions, and one board member typically – well, you know, kind of go off subject. You know, we're going to executive session to talk about personnel. And next thing you know, they're talking about buying that, the school bus or the fire engine or something else. And, you know, it's really good. Usually if you have a, your legal counsels in there or other school board members, you know, it's kind of their job to say, hey, can't talk about buying that school bus or that fire truck in executive session. Let's do that when we go out. Um, so, Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. So so we're you limited to what you can talk about. That kind of stuff. We're going back to the papers here. So Josh from Key, this is a Canfield guy, Youngstown, Tile, and Terrazzo. Um, what about school budgets? Should they be public record, as in athletic budgets, for example? So, well, again, we're gonna. We, I want it. I want it. This is a meeting. This is something different, right? Yeah. Well, again, so let's we'll answer the question. So the again, we've been talking about the public meetings act, the Open Meetings Act (OMA), which is yeah. always known as the Sunshine Law. And again, it found that, you know, my bad was 121.22. <laughs> so, and I will say it enough, people write this down. They can look it up on, on the internet. So then the, 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 the Public Records Act is the one that's found at 129.43. And so if there is a record that, that reflects the business of the, of the public body, then it's a public record. And you, again, there are exceptions to this. I'll give you an example. Um, and this came up today. I, I, I was on a, on a mediation with the court of claims. That's one of the options to resolve public records. And a person, one of my clients in a county in central Ohio, um, was, there was a request for the W-2s uh, of the public employees. It's, it's, that's a public record. It's reflecting what that employee made. But the Social Security information, for example is not, that's not a public, you know, so those, that has to be redacted. Home addresses of police officers and firefighters, which would be on those, has to be redacted. If you've ever got a police report or asked for one, you'll see that social security numbers, cell phone information is often redacted because it's not part of public record. So getting back to the question, if if a school has a, has a budget uh, that includes, um, budgetary information about athletics, then um, it would it would be a public record. But let's again, what happens if um, the that there's a booster association that's a private entity that raises funds, and that and that organization then at the end of the year buys something and donates it to the school. You know, we say, well, I want to see your revenue. You know, where the funds came from. There are, if it's a nonprofit organization, there's rules that apply to what nonprofit has to disclose. 
But if it's acting on its own, you don't have a right to that information per se. Um, but it, you know, if once they donated, now they, they raised five hundred thousand dollars. They donated that to the money to the school, and that's part of the school's budget. And they're going to expend those funds. You know, that would certainly be all public record. Wow. I mean, if, if somebody wanted to see uh, copies of of checks that were spent or uh, purchase orders or whatever else, those are you know the, the, again we favor open government and unless there's an exception, you know, uh, you're going to have to provide that information. So, you know, Luke, you say, I, I want to see Chip Comstock's medical records. You know, you're not, that's, those are not public records. It, you know, even if a school, I mean, you know, you want to, in student records are not public records. There are exceptions that are listed, but typically all financial information, yeah. it's all, all financial information is going to be a public record. Josh, there you go, man. You could request from, I'm going to assume, Canfield's uh, Athletics. You can get it. Just ask the school treasurer. There's David. He's from uh, the school board, uh, from the Canfield school board. Just ask the school treasurer. Uh, there's a process for requests. There you go. So let's but let's talk about that. So processes. And, again, this is off for open meetings, but we're talking about open government. So you don't have, if you go into an assay, I want, I want a uh, – I, I want to, to to see all the athletic records or I want to see the financial records. And they ask you to fill, say, well, you got to fill out your form and your name and uh, you know, give us your address and why you want it. Um, that's not permitted. They can ask you to do that, but you don't have to. I, um, I, I represent a, a, a public body in Trumbull County that gets a email request for certain information. They say, please email me that information to this address. I have no idea who it is, but we're under an obligation to mail that to that email. The person does not have to give their name or the reason why they want the records. Now, if there, if there's a cost associated with the production of those records, you have to pay that cost. So if you say, you know, I want a hundred copies of whatever, or, you know, I want all your, your documents, you have to pay the, the actual costs or expenses with the production. You, they can't make you pay for, you know, the, the, the time of staff to produce those records. But if there's, you know, 10 cent copy and charge per page, you, you can be required to pay that. Or if you're going to put it, Hey, I want this on a zip drive. You know, we're going to, we're going to, uh, uh, charge you for the cost of the zip drive. But for example, if you want records emailed you, to you and they're stored electronically, there's not going to be any costs with that. So they just, they have to, they have to email those to you. Ah, so you can just ask for an email. Get it. Isaac, we got to remember this if we ever want documents. We're just so, asking for text messages from like, no, I'm going to ask for, uh, hold on. <laughs> fact that there's a request and that the request is fulfilled and the dates associated is important. That's what the process is built around. But the fact sure, that yeah, but that, a- that's so I, I said I sent an email I sent a written e- email from from uh, XYZ account to the fiscal officer and I say I want my email um, I, I want my the financial record sent to this email address. Thank you very much. Let me know if there's any questions. They can log when they got it, and they can log when they fulfilled it. But there's no obligation for me whatsoever to say who I am or why I want the records. Huh. Now, here's here's where it does become important, though. If if this if if a if a board violates 
the Public Meetings Act, the Open Meetings Act, or the Public Records Law, you the, the board, and I say I'm talking board generically, school board, trustees, you know, council, city council, board of, of county commissioners, state of Ohio, um, can be taken to court, and the court can issue an order saying that you have to do, you have to produce these records, or you have to, uh, you, you you have to hold open meetings, and and, and the court um, in the Open Meetings Act can issue an injunction. That's what I ended up receiving in, in uh, Geauga County in the case I shared with you. Um, the court issued an injunction. So if a school board, uh, not, I'm sorry, in that case it was a board of township trustees. The, if the if the board of trustees violates that rule again, um, the court. You know, there's a process you can actually move, remove the the elected officials from office. Wow! And and there are fines and there are attorney fees. But to 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 avail yourself of the provisions relating to attorney fees and in going through this process, you have to hand deliver or send by certified mail your request to prove that you did it. So if you email a request anonymously to the to the public body um, and and you have to later take them to court and prove it you, you you're not going to be entitled to your attorney fees so you know one of the advantages of saying hey it's chip Comstock and I want this and please send it to this address is I know if the board doesn't comply with my request then uh, I can take them to court and potentially get my fees for it all right Isaac next time Wade kicks us off at Canfield we're gonna bombard him with stuff we want can you can you do it from if you're not from the area? Can you sure. ask you for? Yeah, I, I on behalf of a local uh, of a local uh, public body, we got a request from uh, people wanted the names. They wanted a list of all um, people who were in, who were in a union. They, they were, this had a career. This had a full time union. There was also a part time union, and they wanted to. They they were seeking information about those people. So. One of the things is you also on the public records, you don't have to invent records. You don't have to make records up. So if you say, I'd like this, this, and this, and please put this together, we don't have, there's no obligation from the public body to create documents for you. So okay. if we have the records, great. So I, I, you know, I ask, okay, do we have a, do we have a list of all the union members? And they're like, yeah, we could, yeah, we do. And I said, well, you know, you can give them the list. We're going to redact their home information. Uh, but if we have it and they're requesting it, we're going to, you got to give it to them. And that, that was a, like somebody from Illinois or something. It wasn't even you know, local. Hold on a second here. Uh, I love that you're explaining this chip. That's why yeah, I, this is, this is good. I'm telling you, this is people want to know this stuff. One thing I've witnessed with records requests is the body responds with a reply that no such records exist. If the request doesn't specifically Exist. Yeah. So, so you have to, if, if you're really broad, they're going to say, we don't understand your request or it's too broad, etc. So you have to be able to, and, and sometimes it's a little bit magic. So let's suppose you ask for, I'm trying to think of something that I could, I could use for an example. A group, a group text between council members. No, no, it's, 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 it, um, you, you call something wrong. We don't store it like that. Right. So you ask for uh, general sports budget information. Oh. We don't have any sport. We don't have that, right? But we do have a a a uh, athletic budget for traveling teams, or you know. So you kind of have to, you know, figure out what you're asking for, and you're going to have to know 
you're going to have to be able to designate because if, if people are going to play cute, they're going to, we don't have those records, you know? Um, so you, you need to say, how, how can I best narrow my request? So it's clear what I'm asking for. It's not overly broad. I'm not asking for any, if you use any and all, they're going to, courts are going to throw that out. So, and, and, and I always say, put a time period on it. Um, I was, you know, today somebody made a request for, it's a, um, a very good point. I was working for a public body. Somebody in the community wanted my legal, you know, copies of my legal bills. Now, um, and, and they made them for, it was a one year period. So, you know, I, that's, that's, you know, that's public body pays my bill. So they, they have to produce those. I was got a lot of work for you to do. No, I mean, I, but I, I redact my communications with my client because that's protected by attorney client communication. So, you know, uh, get it would still the, be I, like this. It would still be like this. God, did son of a, I hate these oh, guys. Yeah, like that's, yeah. like I'm going to start, start trolling. I'm going to start trolling uh, government bodies and lawyers. <laughs> like just, hey, I just need these documents specifically. So could you please get it for me? And then and then just, just not do anything with them, just to be oh annoying. My God, we no, we'll, we'll make sure, they'll make sure they charge you for them. Let's, let's oh, do, 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 you, do you charge, you get charged for that? For well, asking? again, it depends on how you request Isaac, it. Start- I said, electronic, no. You know, if you ask for paper copies, yes. If you ask let's, for drives, yes. Isaac, tomorrow, let's email Toby a request for something. Oh, I'm going to start doing it like every day. For Jay. Like, for Jay. Every day we're going to email Jay stuff. Just Jay, me. I would like to have yeah. the minutes for the meeting from this date to this date, please. Yeah. You know what, Jay, you know what Jay's going to say to you? Screw, go Jay's screw yourself, gonna, Luke. Say, I'm not the records custodian. Oh. Send it to the records custodian. And then I'll say, please, please, forward, please forward this to whoever needs it. That's not, his, that's not his job. That wouldn't be his job. So you got to go to the right person too. That to go to the right person. There's a records custodian in the village. Typically, all public bodies have demon have have designated one or more uh, uh, persons to be the records custodian. It's the person. I couldn't. I couldn't request that Jay get it for me. Yeah, but you know you could, but he may give you one of those. You know, let's just say I specifically want something for Jay, just for example. Well, like well, legal stuff, right? He paid, would have to have the. Is he paid for the village? He's paid. We can ask for his pay. I don't know if he would have those records though, right? He's gonna he get paychecks. Well, Jay, Jay, to again to the extent that that you know he he Jay's. Jay's records may not, you know, if he would have, for example, you know, he may have official legal documents, but again, a lot of those stuff would be privileged. And again, he's not the records custodian. You'd have to, my guess is a records custodian in the village. Most records, official records custodians are the fiscal officers. All right, Isaac. That, that is a general rule. You know, I, just, I just want him to you know. You know what? Regardless of he's going to do, we're going to we're going to officially request uh, documents from Jay tomorrow just to see what. And then I can see now. Next thing you're, I'm going to be getting some. You know, uh, uh, you're going to be calling me because you got this request for a restraining order. (laughs) And then after after he takes like three hours to gather it up and send it to us, I'll just like take a short video of me opening the email and then deleting it right away. (laughs) Jay, Jay will all Jay will do is be like. 
I hate you. And that's the only response. He's, he's, he's gonna, you'll get your thing back saying your your request doesn't make sense. It's overbroad. And, and, it, it, is, it's, it is hereby they, denied. God. If they do deny a request, if they say we're not get, we have the record, but we're not giving it to you, or we're redacting this material from it, they do have to tell you why it's being redacted or why mm-hmm. it's being withheld. Because this isn't a this is not a public. You know, we have we have the medical records, but medical records are not a public record. You know, by by the statute, or you know, we're not. I'm giving you the bills, but the redacted uh, uh, areas contain attorney client communications Thank you. <laughs> that is so bad we're not even going to talk about that um all right well we're at a we're at an hour at 12 isaac's gonna die mr comstock you probably you working in, in of, five course. Today? of course and then what is it what do you call it the blue sky mine right yes sir chip is working dude he works more than everybody combined man that's and that that's a trivia deal so it's in that the, the blue sky mine comes from the um uh, Thomas, shirts, shirts are in. Thomas, I got your shirt for you, dude. What it, what is it called? Blue? You always say that on Facebook. Blue Sky Mine. Yeah, it's from uh, uh, Midnight Oil. You got to know that. You got to know the, the Midnight Oil. Oil. The Blue Sky Mines were in uh, Witten Noon, Australia. So the Blue Sky Mines were they were asbestos mines, oh. and they had great they had great they had great they had, they had mining towns, and everybody got a ton of money. And everybody lived really well right up to the time they died of asbestos. I was going to say, I bet those miners didn't live long. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, so now, now you know the history of why I call it what I do. Wow. There you wow. go. Well, we appreciate This has been really good, Chip. Um, I mean, this is what we need because, again, it's like all the time. So now we kind of know, Isaac, mm-hmm. what they can go to executive session for. Okay. What they have to say. We know they have to special meetings. They have to announce it. We can request to be updated when their meetings. I'm going to do that. And then go from there. This is fantastic. And this applies to every town in the state of Ohio. Every every public body. Every public body. We've learned. Chip, that is fantastic, man. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, what else? What Anything going on with the fire department? You know, life life is good. We our our medic is out running more than we would like. Um, you know, a couple bunch of whole lot of calls today. Uh, we're still doing review. We have you know the, the special committee is looking over reports, and you know it's um, uh, we'll see where things go. You know, we're sort of in this in this uh, with the fire department. We're in a position where um, you know I, I always tell a story when I when I the year before I became chief a few years ago we ran 178 calls. And you're right. We're now probably this year going to be over thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred calls. Yeah, and you know, and, and people don't understand. You know, we're still running as a volunteer organization. You know, the last year or two, when we had house fires, you know, we're we're responding on average eighteen people to a call, which is more than most you know, the, the career departments around us. We get out the door a little slower because you know we're a lot of times coming from work, jobs, you know, wherever. So there's a little bit of delay there, but we hit the fire with a lot of people. We rely a lot on our mutual aid, you know, our, the neighbors around around Poland. Um, we work well with them. Uh, we're going to be switching dispatches to Austintown uh, in July, and I think we're, we're working more closely with our neighboring communities. Right now it's a private center that they, uh, uh, dispatches for us, so we're looking forward to the, uh, you know, uh, positive things that are going to come of that. 
Wow. The last, oh, well. the last thing I'm going to tell you, but I'm not going to do it on air. So, you know, one of the big controversies in your in your in your uh, in your world has been what happens to North Elementary. School. Oh my God. I. I don't know. So we had the lady on. I don't know if you caught that at all. We had the superintendent on from Mahoning Valley Community Call. She was impressive. She she was smart, smart lady. Yeah. Um, I I am either going to go that route or you plow it over and you do something with it. So so I there was some there was somebody asked me. Uh, gosh, it, it's probably been a year ago. You know, time flies. Um, about that, the possibility of looking at that for a firehouse. Ooh, there's a good one. Well, you already have one right there in town. Yeah, right? and, that, and that was part of the issue. But the question is, would we be interested? So I, I took a walk through the building. Uh-huh. And, and, and I'm going to say this. Anybody who's going to advocate that that building be used for anything needs to really go take a look at it. Really? It's that bad. I was in there for wrestling last fall, and it's pretty beat up. Just for me walking in there. Yeah, well, the, you know, I was looking at the roof. I mean, whoever, if somebody's going to take that over, God bless them. Um, they're going to, um, they're going to have to put some work into it. You know, it's 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 it has not sat occupied, uh, and so you know, I think you know when when people talk about all these ideas, you know, one of the things is you know it's a, it's a battle against time. Because every yeah. day that that's not occupied and not and not maintained with the same level it would be if it's maintained, the condition isn't getting any better. And yeah, you know, I, I've 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 asked this question, and this is I'll tell you what this is a lot like you know the controversy that arose some time ago with Oak Hill, right? Do, does the should Mahoney County buy Oak Hill and renovate the Oak Oak Hill, renovate, Yeah. Or should it not? And and sometimes when you look back, unfortunately, you're looking back with with the benefit of hindsight. To say crap, if we knew now what we, you know, if we knew then what we knew now, because of a lot of the unanticipated expenses, we might not, you know, we we might have done something else. So one of the things I, I looked at, if I was gonna, if I was gonna be in a position to 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 buy that building, I, I'd want to look and say, what's the annual maintenance expenses of this building? Yeah. All right. Because hypothetically, right. So if, let's assume that hypothetically that, that the annual maintenance expenses were $100,000 between grass cutting, roof maintenance. Oh, it's got to be crazy. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, utilities and everything else, right? So uh, let me ask you, it, for for $100,000 a year, right, on that building, if you were to give me a 15-year loan, how much money could I borrow right now? $100,000. year loan? Like, what am I going to give you for that? Yeah. I mean, can I get $900,850? To fix it up? No. I'm, I'm, what, what I'm trying to get at is... Oh, hell no. You're not going to get $900,000. How, how yeah. much, if I can make payments of $100,000 for 15 years, how much would you loan me now? Well, oh. it's going uh, to be on collateral, though, man. It's well, going to be what the building's worth. Yeah, yeah or, what my, or what my revenue stream is, right? If, if yeah, I'm we'll look at that, too. But most of the time, it's going to be collateral. Yeah, so the, 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 here's my point, though. And you talk about collateral. What if I use that money rather than fix it up? I just build new. Yeah, 
yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If I if I want if I want a school building or I want or I want a uh, I want a a community center, isn't there some some advantage if you know whatever I'm going to pay to fix that up into just using a property building a building new? I mean I mean those are the things that happen that if you're really going to be serious about the use of that property, those are the things I think that need to be looked at. I think I, I really think you have two, two, maybe three options. You rent it out, let that other place fill up, let it, let them fix it up. Just from an asset point of view, right? right? They, they would have to want, you would want them to pay for all the renovations, and you're and they're which not. They, which she it. said she would. Which they right. said they and, would. And it's going to be it's going to have to be a, a, a lease agreement that's going to give the return, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. you're not going to do put that much money into it for one year. Yeah, no, it'll right? be three. Uh, yeah, three, she said three, uh, but it was going to be longer than three it, for sure. For the, amount, for the amount of money, it would have to be. It would have. I, it, you know, if it's if it was my client, I'm going to say, listen, you know, unless you're, you you think you might hate the place after three years, I I'd want a five or ten year five or ten, yeah. uh, uh, lease because then I'm getting a better return on my investment. Right. So so if we don't go that route, you steamroll it, and then you either parcel it off. For housing, or you steamroll it, rent it to the village, sell it to the village, if they want to, and put in a park type thing because that would be a cool park. I mean, you got baseball fields. You oh, got- it would be a great community asset. Again, you could add baseball fields. Again, the the, the yeah. sort of issue is is the more that you add in there, the more that um, uh, the the more that I think you know there's a maintenance issue and. and One of the things with the fire department, a number of years ago, we had an opportunity um, on the North Hill. A lot of of people don't know where the Poland Township North Hill is. Yeah, Um, we've heard that already. Yeah, Lowville, right? Yeah, it's our third station, which is north of Lowville at the intersection of Newcastle and South Hubbard Roads. And we were able to get, at a really good price, about 20 acres that we own behind our fire station. And right now it's it's farmland. And, And I've talked about you know, it would be a, for that area, it'd be a fabulous park. And I'd love yeah. to see that happen. But the question again becomes is, you know, where does the money come to try to maintain exactly. that? You know, we have grass trails. We, there's a lot of work that is done out at the Poland Township Park, um, you know, in the eastern oh, end of the township. Yeah. Who does, who take, does the township take care of that, cut the grass and do all that? And there's various groups, you know, the, the soccer groups and, you know, the people who use that pay for that. Yeah, I mean, so maybe you get something like that in there. I mean, I know there's yeah. so much support right now. So the, the biggest thing that you could do, and you know, the village with, is is much smaller than the township, so it doesn't have the same tax base. You know, one of one of the options would be to, you know, and, and again, people hate taxes. Um, yeah. And, 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 and let me say this, you know, down the road, fire department. I'm gonna put my fire hat on again. If if we ever want to get to where we're gonna guarantee that we have paramedics available in town 24 hours a day, the only way that's gonna happen is by the tax. And, you know, that's going to be one of the issues that we're going to be faced, you know, asking the voters for, you know, whether it's next this year, next year, year after that, you know, do you want to have guaranteed 24 hour paramedic service or do you don't care if you have to wait for a paramedic? The park though, you know, again, if we want to have really great parks in Poland Township or Poland Village, you know, somebody's got to pay for it. You know, the, the, everybody's running on the same budget they've run for a while. And if people are saying, listen, you know, we, we really don't, want to have our taxes go up and we don't care if there's a park, like you said, you know, sell the land and, and be done with it and use that money from the sale, you know, at some other park to fix up or Poland woods or wherever else. 
it, it does become, you know, what quality of life do, do our taxpayers want to pay for? And I get it. You know, one of the things that that in Poland, um, you know, you, the more people you have on fixed income, one of the reasons why our EMS calls are going up so much are calls is, you know, our population is aging, aging population. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that from a from a community uh, strategic planning standpoint, we need to look at is, you know, how do we attract younger families uh, with, you know, younger incomes and, and the energy and so forth into our community? There's been a, a little bit of a housing shortage. And, you know, those are the things that, uh, you know, you know, where do we develop out on 224 on, on uh, Struthers Road, et cetera. And you got to find developers that are willing to invest in that. Hey, check this out, Chip. We know what we're going to do with North. North could be a great location for a search and rescue training for the fire department. Then a great controlled burn. Uh, if you don't think that's already come across <laughs> our radar, we've already been out there training, and uh, there have been those discussions. If it's coming down, we we spent a year burning in the old Louisville High School before they demolished it. In fact, we wrote a, an article that appeared in the national magazine uh, entitled "Back to School." And, and I, it was I, a fabulous if training. If that happens, we will be there videotaping that as it, was, as it burns. I, I have a question, Chip. If you, when you start a controlled burn, is it like someone goes in with a gas can and just starts pouring gasoline everywhere? No, no, no. How's it? How is a controlled burn started? So, first of all, to do, for fire departments to do any type of what we'll call an enclosed structure, as opposed to somebody you know going out and lighting the the bonfire in the backyard, which is another issue. But for us to do burning, we have to get an EPA permit. Really? Yeah, we have to get an sense. EPA permit. We have to test for asbestos. There, there's a lot of things we have to do. There's probably not asbestos in that building. You're good. Yeah. And then, and then, um, well, <laughs> no, again, it demolished. My guess is that the school would have to remediate the asbestos, and that's going to be one of the costs associated with, Dang. with demolition. They talked about that in the meeting the other day. Yeah. They, so, they had so, to do that, yeah. So we could, one, of the, one of the reasons people like us to burn old houses is, you know, let's say it costs uh, $8,000. They want to demolish a house, cost them $8,000. I burn it. It may cost 1000 bucks to fill the hole in the ground. So we save the money. But again, we're not going to burn a house that we don't have an EPA permit. So there's got to be asbestos test even on houses. And to answer your question, when we burn things, we burn wooden pallets and straw. We do not use any type of, uh, of ignitable flammable liquids because it can get out of out of control. A lot of times we'll put up we'll put up uh, uh, drywall in areas of the rooms to protect it so we can get more burns. I mean, it doesn't. You know, we, light a fire. We, want, we light a fire, we want to go in, put it out, and then light another one. Have another one. Makes sense. It's not one giant wow. boom. Yeah. At the, end of, at the end of the day, you know, maybe, you know, my record, I think we did 20, 20 burns in one house. And after a while, it may keep breaking down. You know, yeah. at some point, it, it may get away with you. And, you know, if it's a house that we're going to demolish, at the end, we light the fire, we stand back, you know, people break out the marshmallows and, you know, yeah. it burns all the way down to the ground. Um, not so easy to do in a school. I mean, quite frankly, you know, we can light. Sounds in, dangerous. In Lowville High School, we we no, we lit them in the you know, we lit fires in the restrooms, right? Throw some straw in there, some pallets, light them. But it doesn't. It's not like a house where everything's wood. You know, you think about that school. It's metal, concrete block. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of stuff that's going to burn. You know, readily in, that's in those schools. Hard. Yeah, that makes sense. You'd have to get it really, really hot. Yeah. Now, having said that, you may remember what happened out at the at the vocational school in Mahoney County Career. Oh, yeah, that went up, right? Yeah. Big time. I remember that. You remember yeah. that, Isaac? 
That was that was started a couple years ago, wasn't it? That was a that was a chemi chemistry class experiment gone wrong. That's sad, but awesome at the same time. Wow. All right. Well, Isaac Chip's got Chip. Isaac's gonna go to bed. He's got COVID. He looks, <laughs> ter he looks terrible. I'm he? very tired. Very very tired right now. Awful. Awful. You know what the really guy? Do you see the recent studies, uh, Luke? On on. Uh, oh, his camera's going to come Oh, I was going to say the, the the really bad. You see about the deal with COVID now? They're talking about uh, uh, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh, are, are they? Huh? Are they? I haven't I haven't seen that one yet, but yeah. it must be it must be later on. It's it to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Luke will be back in a second, but. Chip, what else? What else can we ask you? Anything before you take off, or you know, I think I think we've hit, man. We've hit tons of stuff here in in uh, Poland Township, school, village, you know, uh, county government. Yeah, but you know what's going on in the fire department, so it's always great. Uh, I'll give a shout out. The um, uh, I know the the uh, uh, we got Memorial Day coming up. There's not going to be a parade. The American Legion is doing a ceremony and inviting a number of uh, of um, uh, older uh, folks, veterans down there, which is really cool. To, you know, from some of these assisted living centers, I, I've been told that. Um, Celebrate Poland's been moved to September, so you know we'll, we'll be gearing up for, for that stuff. And uh, we will be doing uh, some trench rescue training, um, June eighth, out at the Township Park. If you guys like the trench. That trench rescue, is that like World War One trenches? Uh, well, we, we dig a trench. You know, we can stick one of Mustard you guys gas. in the bottom of it and you know, see if we don't bury you alive. We'll try to get you out. Can, wait, yeah, can you bury? Can you bury Isaac, and yeah. then we'll save him from a like? Is it like like rescuing a worker kind of thing? Trench yeah, yeah, exactly. So somebody's down. You know, putting a pipeline in or something, oh, and ground collapses on him. That's happened a couple times in Poland. Luckily, we haven't had any. How do you reenact that? Do you like bury somebody? We have well, we we have rescue dummies that we throw down in there. But you know, yeah, we kind of disfavor you know throwing a live person. Put Isaac down there. Isaac, you'd be fine. Yeah, I'm a rescue dummy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and and the other the other big thing, like I said, we talked about our expansion up at Station 93, the the station North Hill. We've you know, we're going to move an ambulance up there, and uh, we should we're going to have a kitchen and and uh i don't know when our official o new open house and, and ribbon cutting is going to be but i'm hoping that's going to be done towards the end of next month so that's we're pretty excited about that awesome well mr Comstock, we appreciate you very much coming on explaining that as i mean that's good stuff there uh well, hey, for sure as you know anytime man just call me back and you know you beat me because I was getting ready to do it. Were you? Uh-huh. Dude, dude, I have COVID and we just like normally, I swear to God, you're doing it because of me. Normally, our show's like an hour and five minutes tops. Luke's like, I gotta go to bed, time to wrap this up. But because I'm sick, you're like, oh, let's push to an hour and a half, two hours. Hell, we can go three hours. Gary asked how you're feeling. Oh, Gary, get the if you don't have get the shot. Get the get the. I'm sure vaccine. Jerry has it. Yeah, she. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, you get the shot. Get the freaking vaccine. If you're if you're older or oh, someone no. with uh like immune deficiency, whatever, get the freaking shot. Oh my gosh, this is this is this is terrible. Bad, huh? 
It's um, it's pretty miserable. Uh, well, hopefully get better here soon. So. And, and what's um, crazy is some of my friends said they didn't have anything. It's like they they had very little. It didn't feel like well, anything. that's because you have a compromised immune system, like we were talking. But Shelby, Shel- I don't have a compromised immune system. I have a healthy yeah. immune system. My lungs aren't the greatest, but oh yeah, Brian, we have to give Brian back his uh, fifty bucks. Actually, Brian bought a ticket. Remember, he donated fifty bucks for yeah. the shot. Yeah. yeah, and then you get COVID, so now he can't do it. So now he got a ghost ticket. My that, anybody that wants to come ghost hunting with us, uh, real fast, we have it, it's they're starting these tickets. They're starting to go. You can Thanks, buy Brian. the uh, you, buddy. fifty dollars gets you a chance to win two tickets to our Ohio State Reformatory Ghost Hunt on Wednesday, October eighteenth, from six p.m. to three a.m. You'll also get a one night stay at the Holiday Inn in Mansfield, plus a ghost hunt pizza party with us. Uh, Youngstown Pizza Reviews and also the Youngstown Studio guys will be there. Uh, 80 bucks or 50 bucks, you get a chance. It goes to charity. Uh, it's going to the Rosella uh, Noel Zembauer Memorial <laughs> Fund, which is going to go to, we're going to have actually have Zembauer on who, who has that. That money is going to go towards our new park. We'd love to have you guys message me if you want tickets. Uh, you can also go to mlobros.com. And go to our gear section, and you can buy a ticket there, and then I'll email you. Think, please, donation fifty bucks. Oh. We'd love to sell these tickets. We'd love to have you come hang out with us. I mean, you get to hang out with us, Isaac, for fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it for sure. It's worth it. Isaac will be over with COVID too. By the oh way. gosh, I'll, I'll feel be feeling better. Brian, actually, you know what's hilarious is uh, Dr. Nino. When I talked to him the other day, I called him and said, "Hey, I got COVID." The first thing he said was. Well, you don't have to get the shot now, buddy. He said you, you don't have to get the shot anymore. He, he's he's such a nice person. He he checked in with me today. I didn't yeah. call him. I didn't want to yeah. bother him. He sends me a text at yeah. noon today on his lunch break. He's like, he's hey, a, I just want to check in on you. How a, you feeling, buddy? You know, he's our, he's our medical okay? correspondent. Never never had an appointment with him or anything. And just awesome dude. Awesome medical dude. medical yeah. medical correspondent, my friend. Medical awesome, correspondent. Man. I think um, he's. I think he's investing in me, though. I think he's investing in maybe I'll start a family when I get married and have kids, and he wants me to go to him. He's, I'm an investment. I, I, I assure you, he doesn't care. He's just a nice guy. He doesn't care at all. He does not care at all. Uh, yeah, like Nino is coolest. Yeah, I mean, no yeah. doubt. So, All right, Isaac, uh, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow morning, Isaac. 8 a.m. Do you want to skip? I'll do it by myself. I... I'm not skipping. I don't care if I am like have to drag myself to this computer. I will do this stupid podcast from my bed. I am not missing. Michael Zembauer, we're going to talk about his community fund, and we're going to talk about getting a playground, and we're going to talk about that kind of stuff tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Emma Lobro's coffee chat with Michael Zembauer. <gasps> go to sleep, Isaac. Go to sleep. Night. Good night, everybody. See you guys all later. Intro. Going to find it. Bye. Well, you wake up in the morning You hear the work bell ring You march to the table You see the same old thing Ain't no food upon the table Ain't no pork in the pain But you better not complain, boy Yeah, you get in trouble with the man
So let the midnight special shine the light on me. Let the midnight special shine a heaven loving light on me. So let the midnight special shine the light on me. Let the midnight special shine a heaven loving light on me. Miss Rosie, how in the world did you know? By the way she wears her apron and the clothes she wore, umbrella on her shoulder, 